0: We are live in the Brigino Baseball Clubhouse at 67 East 11th Street in the landmark cast iron building, Greenwich Village, City of New York. We start tonight as we always do. To those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. To those who have been here before, welcome home. Tonight's book, A Game of Their Own Voices of Contemporary Women in Baseball, <laughs> the publisher, the University of Nebraska Press, the author, Jennifer Ring. Please join me as we welcome Jenny Ring to the clubhouse. (laughs) We don't usually get that. Wow.
1: Wait till I say
0: something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for uh, for coming from... By the way, just very briefly, for those of you who may not know, Jenny is a professor of political science at the University of Nevada, Reno, and she is also the author of another book entitled Stolen Bases, Why American Girls Don't Play Baseball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So thank you for coming from Nevada.
1: My, any, any excuse to get to New York. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm glad you feel that way. And uh, apparently Jenny, uh, she's, this is the high point of her trip. Tomorrow she ha- she's going to Harvard University's bookstores. So it's not quite as good as this, but not bad.
1: No, they won't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, th- I guess to get us going, if you could just tell us, which is how we usually start, if you could just tell us a little bit how the book came about, and there was a, a, a unique process to this book with the questionnaire, mm-hmm. so maybe just talk about that a little bit before we get into the subject matter, really.
1: Um, yeah, Jay mentioned my earlier book, which was published in 2009, called Stolen Bases, Why American Girls Don't Play Baseball. And that was written... I mean, I wanted to play baseball, and I was of an era where, you know, pre-Title IX, they wouldn't even let girls play Little League, and so I played with the boys in the neighborhood when they came home from their Little League games and throwing a ball against the wall and fungo... bat. You know, what, it, I had the baseball gene. And then I have two daughters, and my husband was a big baseball fan, The younger daughter got the baseball gene and um, wanted to play from from as early as I can remember. Actually, the first thing she did was to bust up a game I was trying to have with her big sister who couldn't have cared less. I mean, it was a relief that JoJo didn't have to play catch with me. But Lily got in the game, and she was about three years old, and um, I'm looking and going, this kid can catch. And I'm... um, and she wanted to hit, and I got her a little bat, and I was feeding the ball to her, and I realized she can hit. And so I had a game going with my four-year-old. And um, she wanted to play, and they allowed her in Little League. Um, and at age 12, she hit this glass ceiling. I mean, she was she's good. She's a natural. She Jonah is like her big brother, <laughs> and he's been playing with her as long as I have. Um, and she was always, you know, she was good, but they things started happening when she got to about age 12, and she wanted to play high school baseball because all the boys on her team did, and she wanted to play that Babe Ruth. They wouldn't let her move up to a real size diamond. They thought a Little League diamond is enough for a girl, and they were telling her, you can't make the throws, it's too big for you. One man came up to my husband, we were living in Reno by that time, and um, said she'll never play high school baseball in this town, not as long as I'm here. And she just wouldn't quit. I mean, she did not want to play softball, and the more people insisted that she had to transition from a game that she... If that's my phone, it's every moment of the A's game coming in messages. <laughs> <laughs> that's appropriate. Uh, I did probably turn it off. Do you think I did? It's all right. It's
0: good background.
1: <laughs> um... And I, you know, it was like I, forty years earlier, I couldn't play. You know, what is going on that this girl is having such a hard time playing a game that she loves and is really good at and willing to work at? It wasn't just that she was a natural. She, you know, she worked. She had coaching and everything. And so, um, when she was um, badly mistreated by the first high school that she tried to play for by a coach who was a real reactionary, and uh, he cut her and the one the one Hispanic and the one Asian kid that were trying out, and just said it was, they didn't have the baseball tools, and um, The necessities. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but somehow it was the girl and the two kids of color in the school. You know? <laughs> and, and there was nothing much we could say except um, you know, my husband and I are academics, and um, we never thought we would do this, but we she had to transfer schools to play baseball. <laughs> so we found her a high school. Luckily, it had a international baccalaureate program, so it didn't completely compromise her education. But um, we were so outraged, and so... Um, I, it was, the, the lesson would have been complete injustice. She knew she was good enough to play. The boys knew she was good enough to play, so we just had to do something, and she, we transferred, she had great experience, played all three years at the other high school, um, but I started writing at that point, I just thought, this is crazy, this is America's national pastime, and um, there's, a, I don't know if, the, if it's comparable to the Negro Leagues, because it's not even the same game, you know, it was a game that just didn't interest her, so I wrote a book about that. Um, about the history of women in baseball, which probably girls invented baseball in the 14th century in England, milkmaids, but that's the other book. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so I wrote this book, and I was having a book signing at a women's baseball tournament, and all these women came up to me, like, tearfully, saying, thank you for telling my story, but I realized it wasn't their story. It was kind of Lily's story, emblematic, Um and I thought there's another book here and and I want to tell all their stories. But I couldn't. That was stupid because there are way too many girls playing baseball actually. And it didn't work. You know, I, I kinda emailed some of them and got responses and talked on the phone and I realized I needed to write a book with a starting lineup of undisputedly great baseball players. And my and Lily at that point was a member of USA Baseball's women's national team, um, which is comparable to to Jared team, the USA, you know, national men's baseball team. And USA Baseball wasn't that interested in the girls, but they had to because there was a line in their charter. They had to put together a girls' team, if or a women's team, if there was international competition. So it started in 2004. And Lily, who had always been the only girl playing, which was great because the high school boys were her brothers and she went on and played for a year at Vassar and she came back and played on Cal Club Baseball, but it, was, it wasn't good being the only girl. And when she shows up at the tryouts and there's like a hundred girls playing baseball wanting to make the U.S. national team, each one of them said they had this experience. Like they walked in going, yeah, I'm the baseball player, but everyone else is a softball player. And suddenly, there's a hundred girls who have been going through the same stuff they have. You know, just surviving as the solitary girl on a team of boys, mostly with good experiences. Not too many of them that had much trouble at all from the boys. You know, an occasional boy who objected, but um, but it was the coaches, like that, or or the parents that didn't want their boys playing with a girl. So I picked, and by, you know, so by the time the first book was published, and, and um, you know, now it's uh, 2010, and there's this another World Cup there every two years, um, and I thought, let me interview these girls, because I knew them. They were Lily's teammates, and I'd seen them play, and I knew how good they were, and they were the starting lineup of the women's national team, so even if people are going to say, yeah, but it's just girls' baseball. At least you could say it's the best girls' baseball there is and these are some of the best women ball players in the world. And they can't beat Japan. And Japan I shouldn't say this they did beat them twice, (laughs) but it's just, that's the mission at this point, is beat Japan. And why can't they beat Japan? Because Japan has girls' baseball from the get-go, just like boys here. And so I, I picked these Ten women and actually the 11th is someone who didn't play on the 2010 team but Lily interviewed her it just happened uh, and so I had this extra story of two women ball players talking to each other about being the only girl about the nerves of, of playing with boys of the the conflicts of the boys treating you like brothers and you know like the, like you're their sister in the locker room and so they talk all this trash about the other girls at school you know and, and here are girls listening to this going I don't think I ever want to date a boy you know <laughs> <laughs> and you know so I mean that's that's hard when you're 14, 15 years old um, when you're treated like well I said, you know one one boy told Lily Lily, all girls are sluts except for you and my sister and Lily's like, really, you know, but I mean that's the, it, it's the choice are you a baseball player or a, a slut or a non girl what you know I mean so i I wanted to get so Lily talked to Maggie about that I tried to get the inside story on these ten women, one at each position um and I uh, sent out. I asked them if they'd participate, and every one of them said they would. So I didn't need to go to the bench. And um, mm-hmm. I sent out a questionnaire that kind of just followed the format. Talk about your earliest baseball experience, who your supporters were, um, how you got in, what it was like to be the only girl, whether you wanted to quit. You know, just kind of a, a kind of a range of questions. And to the ones because they range in age from. I think the youngest one in the book is now 21. She was a teenager when I interviewed her, and the oldest two are in their early 40s now. One of them is still playing and still hitting home runs out of Major League Parks. I've I, I never seen... No, uh, Malika hit... Malika's going to be at Harvard tomorrow, actually. <laughs> uh, Tamara Holmes. Holmesy is... Um, I've never, you know, she looks like Ken Griffey. She's, uh, she's an <laughs> Oakland firefighter. And the ball pops off her bat, and she's, you know, she keeps saying, I'm too old for this, I'm too old, and she keeps coming out, and the younger one's get in trouble, and she bails them out, she comes through with the extra base hit, or the home run. So, um, uh, yes, yeah, so I picked, you know, I picked one for each position, and I gave them these questions, and then I got a grant, um, I got a grant from, from Sabre, and from Jim Glennie, who runs the American Women's Baseball Federation, and from my university, gave me a couple of, just, you know, a couple of thousand dollars here and there to buy a recorder and a plane ticket. And, um, and I went to each of their homes and um, let them talk. And some of them, I, uh, Veronica, the catcher, um, <laughs> She picked me up. She's in Miami. She picked me up at the airport. I get in the car. Got the suitcases in the back. Got her Jeep. We're driving down to Key Largo to her parents' house. And she starts talking. And I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> you know, i get my recorder out. Wait. Hang on, I've got to turn it on. Oh, on?" And, and she's in a rage about something. It's in the book. <laughs> you know, it had to do with trying to practice for the tryouts that were coming up in a couple of weeks for the national women's baseball team and having to, you know, Lily went through this, having to fight with little leaguers, you know, wait until the little leaguers are done using the the municipal parks before a champion woman ball player can practice. And that's I think that's what Veronica was going on about. But the point of that is just they followed the storyline. I didn't, there was some stuff I, I wanted it to be consistent, you know, and, but they just followed it, they did their homework, they read the questions, and so there's a kind of a consistency and coherence to the interviews, and I some of the questions they didn't want to talk about, some of the questions about, you know, kind of adolescent sexuality and what it's like to be uh, the lone female on a baseball team, and when you're an adolescent and trying to figure out who you are, and some of them didn't want to go there so I I prompted them once and if they didn't pick up the prompt I just dropped it but um, I think as you read the stories uh, these girls are the the 11 women um, two are African American well one's at Holmesy the home run hitter is African American firefighter um, lesbian doesn't come up as part of the story but that's who she is um, Malaika is mixed race from originally Southern California and um, uh, now Atlanta. Um, businesswoman, um, a couple of Midwestern Christians, very serious Christians. My daughter, the Bay Area radical Jew Um, (laughs) uh, a Cuban American catcher Veronica Alvarez she was raging actually about the Cuban men in the Miami community that's what the rant was Um, a girl from uh, Colorado who's also very conservative the daughter of one of the LA police chiefs you know I mean they're all over the country all over the map different religions different sexual or well you know this particular group, I think there's only, there's only one lesbian, but everyone always assumes I'm writing about lesbians. And, and and one of them said, I really wish they would figure out that straight women can be athletes too. <laughs> so it was, you know, I mean, it's an incredible mix. They, between them, root for every team in the nation. I mean, I, could, I think there's a list in the book of their baseball affiliations. and uh, But the stories were so... You know, of a piece. You know, I mean that some were very poor when they grew up, some were not. Um, but they discovered all of them discovered baseball when they were like under five. Fell in love immediately. Said this is my game. Um, one of them, when her mom tried to take her to ballet lessons, saw where she was going and just screamed, "No!" <laughs> and ran down the hallway and said, "I want to play baseball." And you know, another one started off in softball and she said, "This is boring." And uh, her dad said, well, you got to finish the season, and then we'll sign you up for baseball if you want. So, you know, they started early. They all hit that 12-year-old ceiling, which is, you know, doubt that you could never... You know, you can't move up to a big league-sized ballpark. Um, and then the paths differed in adolescence, and they all came back to baseball after college. Yeah.
0: Well, I sh- since uh, you didn't want to mention it, I'm going to mention it, not to embarrass you, but the... Uh when I first got the book, the first thing that hit me is, "Wow, that's a sweet swing on the cover," yeah. <laughs> and uh, Isn't that,
1: right, <laughs>
0: that that sweet swinging right fielder is uh, Lily, is Jenny's daughter, and it's not even mentioned in the little blurb here. No, it, it kind of says like from yeah. the interior of the book or something, you know. Uh, but it's that's it,
1: right. Yeah, it does say that. I know, and I really had to. Um, I wasn't sure she'd agree to be on it. She's a little ambivalent about me meddling in her baseball life <laughs> like this. But I said, look, USA took it. It's a great picture. It's a it good is a great picture. picture. So she said, all right, all right.
0: The, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the 11 members that you spoke to, mm-hmm. uh, it's, kind of, it's broken down into kind of three sections. The first is called the veterans. There were three of them. The next area is called softball and baseball players, four of them. Baseball girls, four of them. Yeah. And then each one has the player's name to start the chapter, the player's name, the position, and then I don't know what you call that. There's it's a bunch so of writers know. here, but like a little uh, one-line quote. Um, uh, the,
1: I think the quote, I pulled about a line from each of them that was so memorable that yeah, kind of characterized who which is
0: fantastic. Yeah. So maybe what we'll do is, if you don't mind... Mm-hmm. We'll start out with the veterans. Yeah. There are three. I just want people to know that here are the names and the. This is what each one says uh, for the veterans: Tamara Holmes, left field. The quote is, "The love brings you out there." Donna Mills, third base. To fall in love again the following spring. Jenny Dalton Hill, first base. Superman and Clark Kent. If you could just, anything that hits you about any of those three, one of them, whatever uh, yeah, you want to, anything that may hit you about from well, that Jenny, group.
1: Jenny Dalton-Hill, she, she played first base. She's this really famous softball player from uh, the University of Arizona. She, a lot of her records still hold. She wasn't sure she wanted to be in the book, but she played first base on that team. So what was I going to do? And I said, no, no, you can be in the book, because she really didn't know much about baseball, Um but she knew some people that thought she ought to play, and she doesn't really like baseball. I mean, in in the book, in the book, she says something like, "I hate baseball. There's too much thinking," <laughs> And, um, you know, which is. Uh, so that quote came from her story. You know, these women—they're heroes to me. I, I mean, I love them. They're they're just feisty and true to themselves and modest, but insistent on doing what they love. Um, And Jenny Dalton Hill just started crying, and and they all cried. Everybody cried. (laughs) Jenny Dalton Hill um, started crying immediately and said, it's like I'm Superman and and Clark Kent. Superman was when she was this famous Jenny Dalton, the Arizona softball star. And then... I had to kind of tone this down a little bit because she got married and then she became Clark Kent. She lost her name. People would ask her for autographs and she was signing Mrs. Hill. So that that was an interesting uh, story. Tamara Holmes is a hero. She's everybody's hero who knows her in the Bay Area. She's big, athletic and just has charisma just one of those people that you know can take care of things well she's a firefighter she does take care of things and she tells stories in the dugout of crawling through smoke and it was so hot her helmet was melting and stuff like that and she's so good nobody doubts that she's the best woman baseball player in the United States I've never seen anyone hit a ball that far who's a woman Um, and we were talking she really um, she grew up in a um, you know, family with a divorce was raised by her grandma and her dad and a lot of self-doubt and said she gets nervous she screwed herself up actually at her high school tryouts just by getting in her head and they all have these kinds of stories but she has to try out for every US baseball team and um, I said how do you feel about that I mean you've got nothing left to prove you know and, and she just Says, I don't know. The love brings you out there, and I just thought, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and who else?
0: Uh, Donna Mills. Donna,
1: Donna Mills. Um, yeah, another working-class Irish girl from Boston, thick Boston accent. Also grew up in poverty, and like so many boys, I think her mom, her parents were divorcing. Her mom had to go to work, and she dumped Donna at the little league field <laughs> with her big brother. And just said, I gotta go to work, you know, stay here. And for Donna, then, Little League, with her big brother close at hand, was the good stuff in her life. And it was associated with orderliness and care. And um, so it, it really kind of kept her on track, I think, during a pretty rough childhood. And um, she wrote this poem. She was, in, she was inducted into the her high school softball hall of fame. These these older women really had... Older women, 41. Uh, <laughs> uh, these young women were... Um, they had... That generation had a really rough time staying with baseball. The younger... See, I kind of grouped them by... Um, by age and by whether they played softball or baseball primarily, and the the last group only played baseball, refused to touch a softball. The middle ones would play whatever they could play, and the oldest ones loved baseball but had to play softball. So Donna Mills was inducted into the Hall of Fame at her high school, and she wrote a poem to celebrate this great moment for her. And I quote the poem in the book, and, it, and one of the lines is, to fall in love again the following spring. The poem was about baseball. And I said, well, why'd you write a poem about baseball when you're being inducted as a softball player? And she said the love wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... So, yeah, those...
0: That's great. The, the, the group in the middle, the softball and baseball players, Tara Harbert, field." they made softball for girls and they're told what to do. <laughs> Veronica Alvarez, catcher. The ball's coming. You should hit it. Sarah Gascon, is that the correct... Mm-hmm. Sarah Gascone, shortstop. I always felt I was born to be an athlete. Jenny Marston... Jenna Marston, shortstop. Of course I want to play in the majors. Who wouldn't? Yeah.
1: That
0: group of four. That
1: group. Um, uh, Tara Harbor is... Um, She's a softball player. Her dad loves baseball. She was born on October 18, 1983. Is that your birthday? October 18, yeah. Exactly as old as Jonah. Um, During the World Series. So her dad called her his World Series miracle. And he wanted her to play baseball, but they were in this little town in Colorado. And he didn't want to make a fight, unlike me. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't want to make a point forcing his kid to play, you know, a game, and so he just said, "That's okay, play softball." So she's very good softball player and got a Division One scholarship and um, finished her softball career. And then was noticed because she knew a couple of the Colorado Rockies, and they said, "You should go out for USA Baseball." And so they started teaching her how to play baseball. And um, she said, "If i have known." what baseball was like all along. You know, it would have been a lot of trouble because I wouldn't have wanted to play softball. But she said two things, and she's she's a very attractive, kind of dolled-up blonde girl. Um, They all call her Barbie on the team, but they also call her Ichiro because she's so fast and she's got this slap-hitting at-bat style. Um, And she thinks she's dumb, of course, because she's blonde, Um, but she's not dumb. And she nailed, you know, we're talking about the difference between the two games, you know, and, and you know, the, the rationale is baseball's on too big a field, girls aren't that strong, they can't throw those distances, they can't run that fast. And she just said, no, you know what? You know what it is? It's that, and she's the one, she was the kind of antidote to, to Jenny Dalton Hill who said baseball requires too much thinking. Here's the girl who doesn't think she's smart saying, I could never know all there is to know about baseball. It's just so mental. It requires so much thinking. And she says, that's when she said, you know what? They made up softball for girls because you don't have to think. The coaches are always men, and they just tell you what to do. And what she loves, because she's a speedster, is um, stealing and getting a green light and having to figure out for herself if she should go or not. And if it's a mistake, it's on her. So I just, I I thought, you know, I don't know softball, but boy, that sounds right. <laughs> and then, let's see, who else we got? Sarah. Sarah Gascon was the daughter of one of the L.A. Uh, police chiefs, and she, he was on duty at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics, I think that's when they were there. Right. So she used to watch the Olympics on TV because she wanted Daddy to come home, and she, um, just totally identified. She says from that point, when she was two or three years old, she just knew she was meant to be an athlete. And she's a multi-sport athlete. So, um, And she's another one. I mean, she's so tough. We don't agree on anything politically. I've never seen two more reactionary people. I have to bite my... <laughs> oh, and we're in the team bus you know and Sarah or her dad are going on and I'm like Ugh. and they know they can bait me they say stuff <laughs> to get, um, but um, but Sarah was so she's this tough cookie um, and she started crying you know half an hour into the interview and just said I never thought about this stuff before and it had to do with stuff like she went to Catholic school and in the first grade she was supposed to put down what she wanted to be when she grew up and since from age two she knew she was an athlete she wrote down athlete and the nuns said Sarah you can't be an athlete and she said why not and they said because boys are athletes you have to choose something else and so she didn't know what else to put and she looked around all the other girls were putting nurse or teacher so she put nurse down she said I don't want to be a nurse you know but so yeah you know, it, was, it was interesting to have her just break down saying I'd never Talked about this stuff before. That was cool. All right. So Sarah, Tara, uh, Jenna Marston. Who's uh, who else we have?
0: Veronica. Oh,
1: Veronica! My God. Veronica's the the hot tempered Cuban catcher who started talking, um, and she now she. I I love her. I love her voice. I tried to to keep their voices in the book. I quoted. I mostly quoted where I could because I was trying to convey her there's a, there's a Cuban American accent apparently i read it in the new york times so it's got to be true because okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's born in this country her parents are immigrants but um uh and and she had to put up with um the the cuban men in her community um and try to break through those barriers that you know they didn't believe that she she's strong and she catches but she was convinced to go to softball and got her a, a scholarship to Villanova, so that worked out. She likes baseball way better, but softball got her through college, and she says it's, girls should play softball if that's what's going to get them to college. But now she coaches little girls, teenagers, um, in, in batting for softball, and that quote was, I said, it's a difference in the swing? You know, I mean, because a lot of them will say it's a real different swing. Lily says, it's a, she says, I don't know what they do in softball, but it's not a baseball swing. Veronica started in baseball, went to softball, came back to baseball. She's a power hitter. And um, she said, I always, it's the same swing. It's always the same swing. And she said, that's what I tell my girls. The ball is coming. You should hit it. And I thought, now there's a coach. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, she's uh, she's a real colorful character. And then Jenna Marston was actually the baby of the team. She's even younger than Marty Simentelli. Um And she's brilliant. She got the Athlete of the Year in 2010. She's an incredible athlete. Um, grew up playing baseball. Her dad was the coach of the high school baseball team, so she got to play both softball and baseball. And... Um, She just she was another one who who says it's one swing, you know. What I learned as a kid in baseball, I used in softball and used again in baseball. But she's so compared to Veronica, who is just this bombastic firebrand and funny as hell, gets everybody laughing in the dugout. Jenna is so contained, and um, she's one of the very religious Christians and just. doesn't know it hardly expresses emotion and so I said well you know what do you want to do with baseball do you want to be in the big leagues and she just said yeah of course I wanted to be in the big leagues who wouldn't like you know dummy so I you know yeah that was that was Jenna
0: and I for the time being we're going to put the baseball girls aside because yeah. we've, we've heard about Lily and I want to get back to one of them later okay so for now if anyone has a question uh, if anyone wants to lead us off,
2: Jennifer, I haven't read the book, but I'm really looking forward to reading it. But it, it's my understanding that the women um, that you interviewed for the book played in Venezuela in 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the
1: series where one of the players was shot? Uh-huh. Can you talk about that? <laughs> oh yeah, somebody got shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: that's in the book. does uh, yeah. Definitely yeah. talk about it, but no, it's, no, it's no. in the book. It, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's. I won't. Um, it wasn't one of our girls. All right. It, it was. Somebody on uh, Team Hong Kong, and they, they went under heavy security. It was, and that's the one. Uh, Lily didn't go. Lily uh, broke her hand diving back into first base in a scrimmage two days before they were to leave for Venezuela. It, oh, it was it was rough. And I, I handed Tamra the camcorder because she lives in Oakland. and I figured she'd bring it back. Um, and, and they went, and then this incredible thing happened, which was they were under. Incredible security, and actually, Lily and Veronica before the game, before they left. This were is in Caracas. Caracas right. and Maracay. Okay, there were two cities. It was a big tournament. This is the one. Seventeen thousand Venezuelan fans came out to see wow. the women's Venezuela wow. national team wow. and Team USA, and it's a, it's a, a nail biting story of the wow. game, which is which is in the book. But the the key moment, the moment in the tournament. Was um, they they had to go everywhere with the Guardia Nacional, the you know the Venezuelan National Guard and police escorts and sirens and everything, especially the Americans and they were worried about being kidnapped and <laughs> Lily and Veronica at one point said, "Hey, if they kidnap us, it'll." It'll help our publicity problems. <laughs> but Veronica said, "No, people just say what women's baseball yeah. team." <laughs> um, so they, they thought they were making too big a deal of things, and um, you know, the coaches were saying, "I wanted to go across the street to a cafe to call my wife, and I had to get a, you know get ten national guardsmen with these big old guns, whatever they are, to cross the street with and." And Malaika said, I didn't feel real secure with a bunch of 20-year-old Venezuelans with guns walking everywhere with me. I kind of thought that could be trouble in itself. But um, the, a player in a game between Hong Kong and the Netherlands, um, I think was a middle infielder. I can't, it's either the second base woman or the shortstop, suddenly dropped on the field. And she had been shot in the leg during the game, and so they, um, you know, they rushed her to the hospital, and she had emergency surgery, and she was okay. And Veronica said, "Well." After she was assured that, because everyone was in a panic, Veronica said, "Jeez, it was just a bullet to the leg. I would have taken that for a little ESPN action." <laughs> that, that's Veronica Alvarez. But um, you know, Miami—what's the big deal? Someone got shot. But um, uh, they—they they wouldn't let the tournament go on till they figured out: was it a sniper? Was it you know political? Was it? And the Venezuelan authorities decided it was a stray bullet. Somebody had fired a shot in the air, and it just managed to come down on the second baseman's foot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and so the the um, the USA coaches, everyone was waiting because half the girls wanted to go home. They thought it was too scary to take the field. And the coaches let them make up their own minds. And they dis- it was a forty-eight hour lockdown, and they decided to stay. And so everybody else stayed, but it was that close to having the whole thing called off. Mm-hmm. And nothing. You you don't know about this, right? You know about it because I told you about it, or you know the players, right? Uh, one of the umpires is a good friend of mine, Kate Sargent. Yeah. But, me. I mean, it's not like it was in the... I mean, can you imagine if Derek Jeter had to dodge a bullet playing shortstop in the World Baseball Classic? I think it would have been in sports pages. Or at least in the national.
0: Who wants uh, next question? You keep uh, saying baseball, softball.
2: In your opinion, what are the main differences between the two sports?
1: Um, I could talk as a hothead, or (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, the the difference is basically. Are the size of the diamond, the pace of the game, um, the what's missing in softball for me? Although I don't know it, see, so I really don't deserve. I mean, I kind of got beat up a little bit after stolen bases because I really said, "Look, you know what girls are being deprived of is the beloved national pastime." I mean, softball's just kind of the other game. Um, but if I were, so I tried really hard to watch. Softball and watch the College World Series and, and appreciate the athleticism, no question about it. In fact, USA Baseball is drafting a lot of softball players and trying to teach them how to play baseball quickly enough, which hasn't that, hasn't been working real great. And I hope they're over that spell. But I, to me, what I like about baseball is just the aesthetics. The the I like. I like the way the ball feels. I like the way it sounds when it's hit. I like the way it moves. Um, I like, you know, I like how you throw it. And I used to have nightmares. This may sound weird, but it was like a repetitive nightmare of me trying to throw a softball. This was when I was little, and it was rolling off the back of my hand. And it was always, you know, so something in me just said that's not the lively, crisp, hard game of baseball. So to me, that's, it's, pers- it's personal and it's political. If I were to get a little more technical, I guess I would say, it's the infield action, it's the... You don't get a softball pitcher staring at a batter and them trying to psych each other out. It, you know, I mean, softball is you pitch the ball, you hit the ball, you run. I think, unless there's some softball players here who want to yell at me, I mean, I would accept that. Yeah. I'm not
2: gonna yell at you. (laughs) Well, the the fundamentals are basically the same. The distance between the mound and the plate is different. The distance between the bases. A league of their own when it started in 1940. All American girls' baseball league. That's what it was officially called Mm -hmm. when it started in '43. Started by the softball players. Yeah. That was Mm -hmm. all. All the. when I'm sure most people here have seen the movie is, is accurate as much as it can be mm-hmm. I mean, Madonna did, I mean they, they Smart <laughs> right. in casting who they cast it but the the game started with underhand pitching in 1943 in all the Midwest and some of you probably did not know this but some of you that live in this, this area uh, many people were recruited young girls were recruited playing softball in Central Park scouts came Around around, you know, from the yes. but the fundamentals of the game, and overhand pitching, and then they adapted. And it was a ten-inch ball, mm-hmm. and the ball went to, a, like, you know, with time. I mean, the league went from forty-three to fifty-four. But the with time became baseball and overhand pitching. So, but the fundamentals of an athlete's development is not that much different in 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 the two, other than you know the, the number of innings and a few technical things in relation to the rules, but I think that the the average softball player can adapt to be a baseball player, and I think
1: vice versa. Um, I, you know, I think yeah, athletes can adapt. I, I mean, to me, it's not so much. I mean, the the women that I interviewed in this book who played both, you know, that that core of four ball players, um, some said, yeah, it's essentially the same movement. Some say it's just a totally different game. It feels different. You know, I mean, I think how similar or different it is is up for grabs. I I think, to me, you know, as I said, for me it's it's the aesthetics of hard balls and bats and um, a stealing and running and infield game. I mean, I like small ball as much as I like seeing home runs. But it's the... The, the legitimacy that the country gives to baseball, which I think is missing in softball. So it's not a fair choice. You know, I mean, if you ask most boys what they want to play, they wouldn't say, well, I really like the bigger ball. You know, they'd want to play the, the sport that's in the World Series. That, you know. I think it all
2: breaks down to opportunity. The girls did not have the opportunity, and that's the, the real truth in relation to they could play softball but I mean it took a law case by a little girl in Hoboken, New Jersey
1: Maria, Maria Pepe, Pepe no.
2: to, it took a law it took a whole hearing it took enormous discrimination on little girls who weren't allowed to play Little League so anything women and girls had to it was getting the opportunity took lots of time took lawsuits took all kinds of things because the, they were discriminated against by yeah
1: but they still don't have the opportunity exactly. that's, that's right. what I'm that's on a exactly tear right. about yeah. they
2: don't have the opportunity and it's all about that and it's all about that in many other ways in sports but it's, it, in particular you, your daughter went to um, Vassar did she know that Vassar was the first mm-hmm. girls baseball yeah club? and they did 1866 the first school
1: the to, Resolutes yeah yeah. But now it's not. Now it's a Division three men's yeah. team with no base with yeah. no, no. I team.
2: went there in the first co co-ed class, and believe me, there was no Title IX ambassador. No, it was all no, the there's no. It's it it all about nine. the men.
1: Yeah, no, it, and and Lily found that too. It's partly why she left the school.
2: Yeah. Curious. What was the? What are the you mentioned? Sort of, uh, You lied over it. But what were the issues you said when there were? looking toward, the baseball team was looking toward softball players and you said it wasn't successful. What were the issues specifically?
1: This is a real hot topic. This is still um, almost too hot to touch. And I, I would um, uh, and I am trying to be restrained because um, most of these women are still on the USA baseball team. I, for a couple of years there, um and it may be uh, 2012, I think, was was the worst incident of this. They really made a decision to, um, I mean, there's no girls' baseball, or it takes a lot, there is girls' baseball, actually. That's why I wrote the second book. I said, why girls don't play baseball, but they do. But they're out there, and you can't find them. You can't scout them. You've really got to put a lot of effort into finding the best girl baseball players, and they're usually playing high school baseball, and they're usually pitchers, um, which is you know kind of an easier position for a girl to excel at if she's playing with, with all guys. And USA Baseball wants a gold medal, um, and they, they want to beat Japan, and Japan has a lot of girls' and women's baseball. So they got this scheme, which was, let's just raid D1 softball teams as soon as the girls graduate let's get the coaches to send them our way and they hired a softball a lot of softball people because they figured they were better connected Um, and they got some softball players who were interested and I watched those 2012 tryouts, and there were softball players in the outfield saying, how are we supposed to throw it? You know, I mean, in other words, you can teach. There's no question you can teach a Division One softball player how to play baseball if she wants to. Uh, you know, a, a talented athlete is teachable, you know, and um, but not in two weeks. <laughs> Which so is you're helpful. saying it was a
2: time constraint as opposed to... Um the you know, philosophy I, of what they've been brought up to play.
1: I think it yeah. was. I mean, you didn't I, say either, actually. But based no, on what you no. Just said, I, I mean, if, it's it sounds it like was, it's a time and straight as
2: opposed to. Do
1: you mean not. why the, why it didn't work? Yeah. It well, part you're so partly the time over
2: the fact that it just didn't work. So I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, it what may. Was they was might not. not
1: I I hope they're not still doing that. But they had. Um, they're, there's a chapter at the end where I interview the CEO of USA Baseball and. Uh, and the director of the women's national team. And um, uh, some of us were very upset at the apparent cynicism of that move, which is you're supposed to have a women's baseball team. You're not supposed to have a women's softball team that can get the gold in baseball one year. So is it it
2: that they weren't brought up to play baseball, therefore it wasn't working?
1: Well, that was the the time constraint. The, I mean, the, the philosophical problem that I had with it um, was the girls are out there and they play baseball. And in fact, Ashley Br- Bratcher says that, I quote her, you know, saying, we're not going to abandon the baseball girls. But they kind of did, because um, the assumption was... That Division One softball players are highly trained, highly skilled athletes. They're used to competition. They're used to hard training, and they're great. I mean, it's not. I'm not even saying softball's not as good a game as baseball. I just don't like it as much. But most of these girls, I, you know, Lily said, "I don't want to stand there and have someone throwing a ball 75 miles an hour from 45 feet away." You know, it's a, it's a different game, and um, so. There's no question as one player said we put the best athletes on the field in the tournament every two years, but we don't necessarily put the best baseball team out on the field. you know so the time so is str- ultimately. ultimately. Well I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, to me in terms it, of its failure to put in your eyes. Um, in my eyes, it was either help develop girls baseball. Get them playing from six years old, and give them avenues to play throughout adolescence. If you want a girls' baseball team, if you want a women's baseball team, um, or go find the girls that do play, but don't just say every two years we need we need a team that can win gold. And the D one softball players are the best athletes in the nation for women, um, because it what I. In, in that 2012 tournament, the USA coach, who was a bo- he, I, I, You know, I don't want to say bad stuff, all right? But um, he <laughs> there were fisticuffs at third base between the Canadian coach and the U.S. coach, and they were shoving each other, and Andre Lachance, the Canadian coach, with this thick French accent, said, you think you're going to win with this softball team? Um, you know, so, it, yeah, I guess it is philosophical. I, you know what it is? It's religious. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, um, i mean i'm not there should be a women's softball olympic team a women's softball national team and a women's national baseball team it's it's the segregation and then the kind of Dismissal, As Donna Mills, I think, said, it was so disrespectful for them to think they could just replace us with softball players and that in two weeks they could teach them enough. I mean, we love baseball. I'm talking, I'm preaching to the choir here. I mean, the subtleties of baseball and the years that it takes to really get good. Were disrespected with that move, you know, with the notion that, well, it's just girls' baseball, they'll be good enough, they're good athletes, you know. I mean, to me, it was like, let's go get a gold, not let's develop women's baseball. So, yeah, you got my hackle, so far. Does that answer your question? I don't know what the problem was. I disagree with them, okay, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm just curious if it
2: was at a religious school. The for logistical a, thing is that women not being of of, of a, having a certain talent for it, or if it, for you, it was philosophical. Oh, mean but the soft- it sounds primarily philosophical. It's not that the women was- couldn't have the talent to do it. Oh, I think it's you philosophical was- Jenny political. Dalton
1: Hill, was a, it, it was one of the best American women collegiate softball players in the history of American collegiate softball, yeah. and yeah. she can hit the ball a long. She can hit the ball a mile. She's a natural She's athlete. athlete. Yep. But, um, and, and she, there's a actually hilarious story. She was on the Silver Bullets and, and talks about, um, uh, she didn't, she, she couldn't figure out how to throw a baseball. It was tiny. She liked hitting. She had no problem hitting. So it was so small, it went a mile. But, um, she couldn't figure out how to make the throws, and so they put her at first base. And, um, you know, she was always a, a <laughs> middle infielder on the softball field, um, so yeah, no, I'm not. You know, it, it's. I think it's easy to come out like I'm dissing softball, and I'm. I'm not. I'm just saying, why can't girls play baseball? The, you know, and yes, I think you could teach a Division One softball team if they decided they love baseball, like Tara Harbert did, like Veronica Alvarez did. These are all Division One softball players. They can become great baseball players given enough time, and if they want to be. But to just say we're going to get them right as soon as they graduate and put them in an international competition in baseball, to me, is really disrespectful. Now I'm going to get in trouble. Don't put any of this in a newspaper. Anybody who's here, (laughs) I'll (laughs) deny it. (laughs) (laughs) Rosemary
0: Woods will erase (laughs) the tape here. Uh, We have time for one more question. One real quick question.
2: I'm really surprised that most of the top athletes that you mentioned are are pitchers,
0: women pitchers. Uh, Just comparing men to women, how fast can the fastest female pitcher pitch? I'm just curious. You
1: know, it keeps going up. And I think this is another thing, which is that we don't know how good women are, you know, if we just... It, you know, boys have been taught to throw hard from the time they're five or six years old, probably too much so. There's too much pressure, too much arm injuries, too much year round pressure on boys. Um, the best girl uh, fastball pitchers pitch in the 80s. Um, the thing that makes it easier for girls to succeed as a pitcher on a, on a boys' or a men's team are a couple of things. One is that, um, you know, like Lily was an outfielder because she liked to hit, and she could hit as fast as anybody could throw, but she, you really have to be fast. You have to run fast, and you have to big arm if you're going to be an outfielder. And as a lefty, that was what was open to her. Um, the pitchers can win with off-speed stuff. The Japanese, they don't throw 85 miles an hour, and nobody can touch them. I mean, this it's junk. You know, if you want... You want to call it that, and and one could say, yeah, well, you know, baseball is not about hitting junk; it's about hitting heat. But um, uh, but nobody can beat them, um, and so the the girls who are the best pitchers can hit their spot, can throw off speed stuff. Um, they can't compete with men throwing in the '90s at this point, although. It may be coming, you know, but um, the other thing is that they don't have to hit every day and they don't have to run. Lily and Marty went, Marty's a pitcher in the book, and Lily's the outfielder, and I took them to a park in Los Angeles before one of the trials, and Lily's running, and she's running down the foul lines, and she's running and doing wind sprints and all this, and Marty jogs around the mound, and Lily goes, what are you doing? She says, that's as far as I ever have to run. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, in other words, it saves women from having to be as fast as a man or to have an arm that can throw consistently from the outfield. But you can, you can be successful. Um, people always need middle relievers, you know, and, and uh, especially left-handed ones. So, <laughs>
0: Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to give the, something a little different tonight. We're going to have the last word uh, from the book. Sure. Uh, and as you said, there were a lot of emotional moments with the ball players during these, this interview process, a lot of crying, and something uh, made me cry when I was reading it, and as well, my I'm wife Marcia can tell that. you, that's not that difficult, <laughs> so, you yeah. know, yeah. but that said, uh, I just want to read something. I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. But uh, it just hit me. I don't know. It's, it's a lot.
1: I cry a lot. I'm, I'm kind of tearing up right now.
0: <laughs> and uh, this is from the baseball girls, which we kind of skipped over, although Lily Jacobson, Jenny's daughter, we spoke about a lot. Mm-hmm. But one of the other ones whose name had come up, Malika Underwood, mm-hmm. second base, uh, baseball always finds me, was her quote. And I just want to read something that Malika... It's in her chapter. This is something that Malika wrote. Uh, Dear Coach, My name is Malika Underwood. I am interested in attending your school. I am in the 8th grade and i am presently attending O'Farrell Community School, Center for Advanced Academic Studies. I am in the process of choosing what high school I would like to attend. I am a young lady 14 years of age. I am interested in playing baseball, not softball. Last year, I played on the Cholas Lake Senior Minor Team for 13- and 14-year-olds. I'm a pitcher and second-base woman. Last year, I batted third in the order, hitting five fifty seven. We played a total of 25 games. I had 61 at-bats and 34 hits. I made no errors at second and had an ERA of 1.85 as a pitcher. I presently play for the Cholas Lake Senior Major Team for 14- and 15-year-olds. We are currently playing games. We will start the Tournament of Champions in about a week. After the tournament, I will begin games for All-Stars. Now that you know a little about me, I would like to let you know that I don't expect some special placement or treatment, but I do expect a fair chance. I would like to know if you have anything against women playing on your high school team. Has any girl tried out for your high school football and or baseball team? Has any girl ever made the team? I would appreciate if you would write me with the answers to these questions and anything you would like to tell me about the school, yourself, the athletic program at your school, or your team. Thanks for taking the time to read and reply to my letter. Thanks, Malika Underwood. The book, A Game of Their Own, Voices of Contemporary Women in Baseball, published by the University of Nebraska Press, written by Jennifer Ring. Thank you very much, Jennifer.